0: Hi, welcome to Redeem the Commute. I'm Ryan, your host for The Money Course, and we're shifting gears a little bit. Up to now, we've been talking about budgeting, an important component of keeping watch over and understanding how we spend and uh, earn our money. And now we're gonna take uh, a different tack and we're gonna look at what Christians believe about money. What did Jesus have to say about it? And how does it influence how somebody deciding to follow Jesus deals with money and possessions we're going to be using some content that was originally written for a course called Following Jesus, a course that we're going to be releasing on Redeem the Commute in entirety soon, but here's a sneak peek. Enjoy. We've talked, you know, about uh, about financial stewardship, at least, in terms of, you know, what, what Jesus spoke of. Uh, we've talked about a contemporary Christian approach to, to generosity and to, to finances called stewardship, but... And, you know, we, we've tried to really make clear that this is a, a, a spiritual thing of, of giving because we have been given things by God. It's a way of giving, um, giving what is his own to him. Um, there's a line that we use at the 11 o'clock service here um, after the offering comes up that basically says, all things come of you and of thine own have we given you. It's kind of a way of acknowledging that when people give an offering, they're not actually giving God anything he didn't already have. Um, he, he's just been nice enough to lend it to them for a while for them to use. It's kind of a, a totally backwards way of thinking, um, but uh, that's what Jesus often does, is challenge the way our world is today and show us a radically different way of living. Um, no matter how much James and I talk about how this is a spiritual matter of generous hearts that want to give, um, we always get the question anyway, how much? How <laughs> much? Because people figure, you know, that's what I'm really trying to get at. Um, You know, in this whole money talk, it's really just a way of telling you how much we need um, and uh, passing a plate around following Jesus today. Um, So by popular demand, we will talk about, is there a right amount? uh, Because no matter how much we we talk about things uh, in in spiritual terms, people want to know the bottom dollar. Well, when people um, give... Um, to God's work. Um, they'll they'll often begin with what I could call casual giving um, Casual giving is what I certainly uh, started with as I started to go to church on my own um, I remember you know in university. I started going to church with a couple friends, and I remember the first time the plate came around Thinking you know, oh, right Right. Yeah, they do that at church um, You kind of, you know, discreetly, while the hymn is playing, try to get the wallet out and hide it so nobody sees that you're skipping over the 20s. Um, We can laugh because we've probably all been there, right? It happens. um, I've seen friends do it who've come to church with me. You can tell the moment of panic when they realize that plate is coming for them. And so casual giving is when we give very reactively. It's like, the plate is coming, Um, what what do I have? What can I do? Um, Because I'm here. Because I happen to have come to church today, I'll I'll give. So it's very casual. It's just reactive, because I'm here, whatever I got, um, this is the moment. That's that's how how we all start. Um, As we we learn to follow Jesus uh, and become more involved in a church community, people often move into what we could call responsible giving which is where they start to feel responsible for some of the ministry of the Church. So as people get more involved here at St. Paul's, they'll often realize, wow, there, there's quite a lot of great ministry that happens here. Um, and, and usually when people start, they have a very narrow view of that. They, you know, Sunday morning is kind of all there is. And then as people get involved, they realize, wow, there's so much more happening. This is quite the operation. And they begin to feel some responsibility for it. They say, you know what? I..." I I, I, I benefit from the ministries of this church and I want others to do to, to as well and, and so I'm going to do my part. That, a responsible giver is somebody who says, I'm going to do my part. And so um, a very simple way that people do that, and I, I don't recommend it, but I remember people in my old church um, would often take the budget for the year, divide it by the number of people they'd see in church on any given Sunday and figure that's what everybody should be giving. It's not really how it works, but but that's a responsible giver. Somebody who says, we all have a responsibility um, to cover the expenses involved in ministry here at a church. Um, My sister uh, went through this kind of a a transition as well. I remember one year she was invited to be on the advisory board of the church we'd grown up in, and uh, so she went to a couple advisory board meetings, and then the annual general meeting came about. And she said, well, I guess I'd better go. Since I'm on the advisory board now, I'd better see what this is all about. And they presented the budget for the year. And she called me that night and she said, Ryan, I just realized I'm the biggest cheapskate here. She was moving from casual to responsible giving. Um, she she, she uh, had realized the extent of ministry that was happening and what it truly cost and wanted to, to do her part. But then... As people continue to follow Jesus, continue to grow in faith, they they then um, are encouraged to move into proportional giving. It's similar, right? Uh, Responsible giving, you take the budget of the church and you decide what your part is, what your responsibility is. But proportional giving is when you take your budget, your income for the year, and you figure out what you can give. See, this is where churches can grow in their ministry to others, because we're not just covering the expenses for the year, but people are giving generously out of their hearts so that others can be served above and beyond what we ever imagined we could do together. This comes from our need to give rather than our our need to do our part. This comes from, um, from, from a sense of stewardship as an outpouring of generosity because God has been so generous to us. So proportional giving is where somebody takes their income, figures out a percentage and says, that is what I'm going to give. No matter how much my income grows or shrinks, uh, I'm going to give uh, that part to God. Now, you've probably heard the word tithe. We, we used it in a, a story not too long ago today about, uh, about the senator um, and his $50,000 tithe. And uh, there are several places in the Bible that talk about tithing. And tithing essentially means giving 10%. Um, the Israelites... Uh, were commanded to do it in the Old Testament part of the Bible. They were told to give 10% of everything. am not talking about coins and, and bills here. We're talking about 10% of their crops, 10% of their, their, uh, their flocks, 10% of everything they had as an offering to God. Uh, and we often get questions, well, is that the percentage? Is that the percentage I'm supposed to give proportionally? And for some it is. But I'll never tell you that 10% is the magic number that uh, every Christian has to give, uh, that, that tithing is, is the rule at 10%. Um, when we do, we always get follow-up questions. Well, 10% of gross or net? What about income tax? And you'll see what we've done is we've just moved from a grace religion to a law religion. That says, how much do I have to give for God to be happy and not to hurt me? right? And is it, because I wouldn't want to give 10% of net when it was supposed to be gross. Because it'd be a shame to have given that much and then just to have kind of missed the, the minimum level <laughs> to impress God. So, but we do it, right? We, we go from, from a grace religion to law religion so easily. And the whole FJ course could take you there, right? Uh, as we talk about prayer and reading the Bible, you could always misinterpret this and say, here is the list of laws I need to follow for God to like me. And so you always have to go back to Christianity 101 and remember grace. God loves you and accepts you, wants to be part of your life, give you good things, and he does, and he adopts you into his family. And so the way to thank him for all he's given you is by, wow, returning 10%? I get to keep 90%? Tithing is actually the most generous thing God could ever do for us. Uh, It's not God taking 10% away from us. It's God giving us 90% and saying, um, all I'm gonna do is hold 10% back. It's a shift, isn't it? It's totally not how we normally think in our society. So, um, you know, is 10% a rule that I'm saying you have to follow? No, it's the one I happen to to follow. But most people um, go through a process, through proportional giving as well, of starting starting low and and growing over time. Um, If you're gonna do that, I'd encourage you to start with a percentage that feels uncomfortable. Um, some people say, you know, give till it hurts. No, that's not what we believe here. We believe give until it feels good again. Um, I, I remember, you know, the first time that we we committed to preauthorized giving for our tithe. I remember it being kind of scary. Pre-authorized giving is when it comes out of your bank account every month, off the top. If you if you need to do some work on the house, then. It's, it's an afterthought. The first, the first fruits, the first thing um, out of our, our salaries is our tithe to God. And then the rest we, we can use to fix the house, do whatever we need to do. That's, a to- again, a totally different way of thinking, isn't it? That that money comes off first. It's not what's left that goes to God. You start with God, and then what's left, um, you, you make it work. It's a bit scary to do it the first time, and so that's why I encourage you to to, to stretch yourself. Give till you feel stretched a little bit. This whole 10% thing, right, it was a Jewish law, and the Pharisees were very strict about that kind of thing. And what Jesus does with the laws, particularly when the Pharisees are teaching them, is he always steps them up. So Jesus' rule isn't that everybody has to give 10%. Jesus wants 100% of our lives. He wants the money you spend on children's activities, money you spend on food, the money you spend, the time you spend on these things, all of it to be devoted to God. He doesn't want there to be a God part of your life and then a family and a work and a school part of your life. God wants to be part of the entirety of life. God wants to be at the center of it. That's a totally different way of thinking, and it's what Jesus does with everything else the Pharisees talk about. They say, don't murder, Jesus says, Don't even want to kill the guy. They say, don't commit adultery. He says, don't even look at her. They say, give 10%. Jesus says, you can do better. Give me all of your life. Follow me. Allow me to to transform every aspect of your life, money and everything else. That's the place Jesus wants in our lives. Jesus says, giving generously can lead to a life that really is life. Describe what that life would be like, that one true life, and how it differs from this one. I hope you'll share your thoughts with others and that you won't just do this alone. Please start a small discussion group to discuss our courses and our daily challenges. Have a great one. Bye for now.